This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Um, we are today just moving forward like we've been doing. You know, we we not taking no losses. Uh, we not playing no games. And on whatever level, we 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 gonna act like we don't know you. We stunting on y'all, as we say. So it's it's time to talk about acting brand new. Um, BJ, talk, what we talk like when you say acting brand new, what you mean acting brand new? That is a really great question. Uh, JP, do you remember growing up in uh, the first uh, week of school? Yes. You remember that? Yes. Yes. And, you know, I, I don't know. My kids wear uniforms, so I don't think they necessarily have this. So, you know, I remember growing up and, um, you know, as you come off this summer break mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to go back to school, mm-hmm. you know, everybody would go to the stores. Yeah. You know, this is when they had the taxes and you can go get, you know, 15% off uh, your whole total sales for one weekend yeah. at a time. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it was all surrounding this idea that, you know, on the first day of school, everybody going to be fresh. Right, right. Okay? Right. And, you know, last year you may have been a little uh, busted or uh, not as attractive and appealing, but this year in this moment you had your time, bro. You you were able to uh, make an impression on the people you wanted to impress the most. Right, right. Um, and so, you know, you know, the first day of school you get there, people got their hair done nice, you know, people got them J's. And there's something about your swag that happens when you are dressed nice, when you got your best foot forward. And, you know, that's what we call acting brand new. Something about you has changed. Something about you has clicked. And now instead of being who you were two months ago, <laughs> right before <laughs> school months. ended, two now you are a brand new person, right? And so I think today what I want to talk about is you know, acting brand new. Why sometimes you need to act brand new? I think in a lot of ways, JP, we will change and we still try to act like the same person. Mm-hmm. And I guess I want to talk about why you need to act brand new. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that, JP? What do, you, what do you think on this idea of when we should start acting brand new? Yeah, I mean, everybody didn't have that experience, man. I, I've never owned a pair of J's, so uh, I didn't get that. I wear, I wear as, as our listeners may remember, I wear wave caps, uh, you know, all throughout high school because my mom would give me money for haircuts. So my hair would be like three inches long underneath the wave cap. Um, so I didn't really have an opportunity during the high school years to act brand new. But but God, um, I <laughs> went off to college and uh, got a job. And at that point in time, I was able to get myself in debt being brand new. So we're not talking about that. Um, get your first credit card and stun on them. No, that ain't what you want to do. Brand new is it's a mindset. It's a mantra. It's a way of being. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of behaving. 
Um, and sometimes, you know, you got you to gotta get brand new because uh, the old you won't do. Yeah. So, yeah, JP, give us a time, I guess, in your life, uh, you know, a vulnerable moment. Um, oh, you want to be vulnerable you, with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. I, listen, I, I treat it kindly. I'm very patient. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm very patient with your vulnerabilities. Listen, our listener audience would love to know, what is a time, man, when you had changed? Um, you needed to be acting brand new, but you were still acting the same, um, doing the old thing that you were doing. So, yeah, just love to hear about a time in your life where you should have been acting brand new, um, but you were still kind of acting the same. I think... Coming back into my current reality, uh, I went real light on some situations and institutions and people uh, for the sake of uh, maintaining some semblance of relationships. Um, And so I think that I'm at a stage in life where I'm not with the BS and I don't Mm. have time for playing games. And I'm definitely not in a place where I want to pretend as if I am in full agreement with with shenanigans, you know what I mean? And so specifically, I'm talking about coming back to a faith-based institution after spending, you know, a year and a half away from uh, organization um, and and not organization like I was just sloppy living crazy, but just like organized church, organized religion. Uh, And so spending time away from the institution, it kind of allowed me to clear my palate, so to speak, and really do real work, you know, really be the hands and feet of Jesus, really um, spend time with people and really feels as, as if like my time, talents and treasures uh, weren't being wasted, you know? Um, and so when I got back, I just was kind of like, oh, you know, guys, you know, this would be nice. And the same person that never changed at all. I mean, not even that. I'm a, you know, if you, you throw hands if you want to see me, if you, if, you, if you got a problem, you know what I'm saying? But, we never changed at all. Go ahead. Nah, I, it, just, it was just the idea that I, I, I didn't have the fire and brimstone with me that I should have had uh, when, when having conversations with people um, and really dealing with things because I was trying to tiptoe and, you know, and, you know, when you, when you know, when you're wasting your time having a conversation with somebody, it's like, all right, how do I just get out of this conversation? Um, hey, my kids! Right, right. Uh, having a four minutes. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go to the dentist. You just at the dentist. I gotta go again. It's a, a refill. A refill on my. You get refills at the dentist. Yeah, I gotta refill something. Uh, I, my prescription. I gotta get my prescription uh, from the dentist. So, but anyway, yeah. So oh just just realizing that you know wasting time, and, and so I feel like just the idea that I I should have not been so soft when dealing with real issues for the sake of of not hurting people's feelings. And not that I was going to be rude or a jerk, but sometimes you got to, you know, you got to say some shocking things. Sometimes you got to do some shocking things in order for uh, people to know you ain't about no games and also to help them realize that they can do the same thing. They can be free to do the same thing. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's a great point. Yeah, so one one of the time when I was acting old, um, when I should have been acting brand new, you know, I think about this often. I think about how when I would go back home to visit Dallas and, you know, you grow up somewhere, people have known you your whole life. They see you in a certain light. They treat you in a certain way. And it's weird. It's like you just kind of go with it, right? It's like, you know, your aunt treats you like the aunt. She call you by your first name and your full name. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And Bernard, is that yours, Bernard? Hey, 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 hey. You call my government <laughs> online? Huh? <laughs> 
Okay, JP. Okay. Hey, listen, I can dish them out too, right? Saying, hey, Brandon, be cool, man. Be cool, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, they love to call you by that. And it's just all these things. And I think you're right. So there's some so in some ways it's nostalgia. It's like, yo, I'm back around family, enjoying this thing, and and you know, my aunt's um food and my grandmother's this and my cousin's this and this, that, and the third. But I think that there's been many a times in my life when I realized like, yo, I'm dialing down who I actually am just to kind of not be so disruptive. And, you know, I remember one time I I went back to Dallas and I was driving around the city, you know, seeing people that I knew and, you know, call myself kind of like going back to that mode. And I remember when I hit a familiar street and after visiting a family friend's house, I remember thinking, like, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, here I am back kind of in this space. And I really do feel like, you know, I am not, um, I'm suspending something about myself. Like, who I fully am, it's not free to be here. And JP, I just felt sad. I was like, yo, I feel sad now. I feel sad that. You know, I can't be the full version of myself here with the people I love because it startles them. They think I'm being Hollywood. They think I'm being too much. And I, so I just went with it. I just kind of went with the jokes. I went with the things in ways that, you know, I typically would not um, do. And I realized I was acting old when I should have been acting brand new. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what you're saying about being like, man, I'm not trying to be disruptive. I ain't trying to be shocking. But I do need to bring the elements of who I am to this conversation so that I can freely express joy and love, man. So, yeah, JP, when do people know? How do you know that you've changed? And when should you be acting brand new? Why do you think people struggle with acting like the old them um, when the new them, like, or even when it's appropriate? So, yeah. Why do you think people struggle with staying in the old version of themselves when a new version of themselves has come? So Yeah, it's uh I mean it's comfort. So on one level, it's easy being what you've always been and doing what you've always done. There's no no challenge in having to be something different or walk a new way or display a different set of patterns or belief systems or whatever the case may be. Um and then, you know, it depends on your cultural upbringing too. It's, you know, it's a phenomenon called code switching. Um, at the cold switch. Cold switch, you know. What was that movie? Um, with homeboy from Atlanta, he did the oh the white the voice. white voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so on some level, like you know, it's one thing to like code switch and like yo, I gotta you know have my professional voice, or I gotta you know uh, when I'm at work, I gotta sound this way so people don't think I'm aggressive or whatever the case may be. But it's a whole nother thing to like actually have a lifestyle change, you know what I'm saying? For things to be like 100% different than they've been in times past. And so again, like like I said before, not running the ruffle feathers, not wanting to um, be shocking, not wanting to uh, catch people off guard. Um, and it's, it's the same phenomenon, like when you have a couple who's married or dating, engaged, whatever, and one person starts going to therapy and they start, you know, becoming a new person. Come on, right? JP. You talking? You in? You in these real streets? I'm over here. I wasn't ready for that. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying. On, I'm just JP. saying. So you know, one person get better and they talking right. You know what I'm saying? And their life is looking the way it should be, and the other person still stagnant and stale, and they mad because you, you know, you, you, you different. You know what I'm saying? You're not the same person. You're not going for the same 
uh, be shenanigans. shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one of those things where you know, like it's 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 easy just to be like, all right, well, I'll just have this inner inward change, or I'll think a little different, but I'll still display and be the same person to other people so that I can maintain relationships or be cool or not have to explain. Because sometimes you get burnt out too, right? You don't want to do a bunch of explaining and a bunch of talking. Um, but again, it's it's not it's no way to live, um, and it's not good for your 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 spiritual life, your emotional health. It's not it's not good for none of that. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I think that people get stuck acting like the old them and not the new version of themselves. Because you're right, it is safer, right? Like, you know, you ever heard of that saying, uh, better the the devil you know than the one you don't? Yeah. You ever heard the same before? Yeah, I heard somebody say, keep your uh, enemies close and your homies closer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just this idea of... I was just throwing some random Tupac in there for no reason. Sorry. Was that Pac? It might have been. It might have been. It was... Listen, bro. That sounds like Pac. What I was saying was, I, I think... You know, the devil that you do know, it's just the idea that, man, I understand what's going to happen next. It is very challenging when you are bringing this different version of yourself to an environment because, JP, you don't know. Um, You don't have any idea, you know, what's going to happen. You don't have any control over the outcome. You don't have any control over the result of the relationship. And so I think that oftentimes, People will continue to be um, the old versions of themselves because the new version of themselves comes with a lot of risk. Yeah. Right. Um, it comes with a lot of risk of the connections that you have. And, you know, you, you talk about this. You, you la- I was laughing, thinking about the other day, um, talking about Issa said that Lawrence thinks he's a good guy. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the F boy. Listen, he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. But here's the reality of it. She's so caught up in the old version of herself that she will still settle for it because she could be at a loss by letting go. She's risking something. She could create something. She could alter the way that they interact in expectation of outcome, right? And so I think that what I recognize about, you know, the old us and why it's easier living the old us is you know what's going to happen as the old you. You know that when you go around that certain friend, that certain mentor, um, that relationship, your parents, whatever, whatever the old version of you that you feel like you're putting on, you at least know what to expect and you can plan accordingly. Um, when we start talking about the new version of you and who you are and who you become, you know, through suffering, through trial, uh, and I'm not saying that's always a good thing. Sometimes you can become a very jaded version of yourself. That version of you is more risky to expose. And so what I would say is, I think that in a lot of times, even though you know our culture is all about being expressive, well, that expressiveness only goes as far as we're able to be willing to risk um, what we could feel, right? Or, or what has changed about who we are and who we become, right? And so I think that a lot of times we live as the old us because it's just safer. Um, it ain't gonna ruffle as many feathers. And you can at least predict what's gonna happen next and not fear the consequences of people walking away, um, of being you know, experienced and spoken about privately in a certain light, to be treated, to be alienated, to ostracized. All, this, you know, all the stuff I go through. All the time, right? You won't get that. You can get that safe experience of being that version of you that is known for this thing 
Um, but what I'll say is the consequences that JP is, you know, you what is what's the saying? Insanity is doing the same things and expecting a different result. You can't expect a different result in that lifestyle. You you need to go ahead and settle into the fact that every time you surrender your will and you surrender yourself unto this, like a way of acting, a mode of acting, that the results of what it is that you receive, that will be the consistent thing that comes along with it. So, This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. JP, why else? What, what's the dangers, I guess? And acting like the old you. And you, you, you mentioned this in, in relationships. What I always think is very funny, sorry, interesting, um, as it relates to like couples and the whole thing. Yeah, you know, what are the consequences of, I guess, staying the old you? You, you kind of mentioned this in like certain types of communities. And you have been in some, you know, we call them communities, cults, communities, whatever you want to call them. You've been in enough of these things where the pressure has really, there's, there's like penalty for how you act brand new. What do you think the danger is of staying old you instead of moving towards the new version of you? Uh, your sanity being stripped from you. Uh, you said your what? Sanity. You what? Your sanity being stripped from you. Um, okay. What do you mean? I mean, you know, if you want to use the text from the from the Bible, you know, new wine and old wine skins. Um, you know, it's it's you 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 can't be, you can't spiritually, emotionally, physically be a new person in the same shell that you were. It will break you down physically. It'll break you down emotionally. It'll break you down on a mental health level. It'll break you down um, in, in all ways, shapes, and forms. And so if your mind is in a different place than it, it, than it was, if you're, if you're physically trying to do something different, if you're emotionally trying to do something different, um, you'll drive yourself crazy. Um, you'll, you'll go mad, you know, trying to, trying to stay the old you, you know, or trying to hold on to things that, that you shouldn't hold on to. It's, it's yeah, I, bro. Very short. I'm usually not short winded, but I think that's very short winded. Like you, you will go, you will go mad, drive yourself crazy, trying to be something that you've outgrown, um, be someone that you're not anymore. Ooh, man, I, I cannot tell you how many things I've outgrown, and I was afraid to tell people. And I've outgrown jobs and knew it, and knew it because I was like convulsing. I didn't have anything nice to say about the job at a certain point. I you know, have thought about the times I outgrew, you know, certain communities. And, you know, they're supposed to be my family and all this stuff. And I'm like, the way that we relate, I can't relate to you like that anymore. The way this is structured, the way this is organized. And listen, this is the irony of it, right? 
they had no problem with me not relating to my old community like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Now you, no now problem. You trying to, now you're trying, you trying to start something. Oh, I'm a real one, though. Yeah. I'm not trying to start uh-huh. nothing. I'm just, I'm just a real one. That old um, theologically unsound Negro church you at. Hey, listen. Nobody had any problem with me unrelating to them in a certain way, right? And and so what I would say is, man, it's just a fear of just being like, ah, I outgrew this. Um, and, and I'll grew it in the sense that I don't need your permission to change. And so this is maybe an aha moment. Um, and I want to say to people, sometimes the consequence um, or the reality or the reasons why we stay in that place is because we're still waiting on the permission to become the version of ourselves we become. We actually believe we need somebody's permission, right? And so you wait, <laughs> you wait, you wait. And JP, you realize that after a certain while, wow, this is never going to happen. I'm never going to get to the place where, you know, I fully experience, you know, your blessing, your permission, blah, blah, blah. Because here's the reality. Uh, JP, it was advantageous for that institution that you mentioned, um, you know, painfully so, um, in Cali to lose. It was, it was advantageous for them to have you there. Um, and stay in the city because because what it would mean is you could serve there. And so, of course, they wouldn't believe, you know, at a certain point that, you know, God is calling you away and all these different things if they have the motive of they believe you're supposed to be there, right? Uh, and I'm not saying that everybody, you know, is somehow jealous of your purpose and calling and thing and change because there's tons of individuals who are very mature and very loving and very kind and they don't have any problem with blessing you to your next endeavor. But I think that part of the reason why it's hard for us to act like the new version of ourselves is because quietly we still need permission. We still need someone to say, it's okay for you to be that, right? Um, and unfortunately, when you get into an environment where um, change is not freely given, it's not, um, it's not easily celebrated, it's actually frowned upon, you know this from being in your quote-unquote communities, you can quickly become the enemy. Um, mm-hmm. And so listen, so it's better to pretend um, that you're the OU because the permission that you're, that you're seeking will not actually come. So yeah, any other insights on why do we stay the old version of ourselves uh, or pretend to be? the old version of ourselves. Go ahead. No, I think that's it. I mean, I mean, sometimes people do it to <laughs> stay in relationships that they don't know that they need to be out of or they want to be in. Because it's like, what I'm saying is, like you hear the phrase, dumb it down, right? You yeah, know, rappers, yeah. dumb it down, dumb it down. Dumb it down. Right? So sometimes you yeah. might dumb yourself down in order to stay in a relationship with somebody because you're afraid of being alone, uh, because somebody told you that's your husband, that's your wife. You know, somebody, you know, I'm not saying, I'm saying, outside of a marital relationship, you know, if you're married and, you know, hey, one and done, it's my, it's my take on things, but it doesn't always happen that way. So that's life. But what I'm saying is like, you will, someone will give you the idea that this person is somebody that you need to be with. Um, and I'm, I'm speaking premarital right now, perhaps for the most part. And then you dumb yourself down, you know, to be with this person or just because you love the idea of being in love, or you think that you, you know, love this person so much that, you know, you'll, stay X, Y, Z in order to maintain that relationship. And so on some levels, I think people are afraid to be new because of that, that phenomenon there. Ooh, 
Man, let me let me switch gears a little bit and let's talk about how to be brand new. Um, how to live in affordance of your brand newness. I think that one of the ways that you live in affordance of your brand newness, and, and when I say brand new, I just simply mean embracing the change. Who have you become, right? Not acting like it didn't happen, but embracing it and saying, hey, you know, I lost a child. Hey, you know, I went through this massive struggle. Hey, you know, I have transitioned from this form of my education to the next. Hey, I'm married, kids, and this changed me. I am not the same. I am not in the same predicament. Hey, I've gone through a two-year bout with depression, right? And so your simplified answers are no longer sufficient for me. Um, They're overly simplistic, and they miss the real heart of the issue. And I don't believe that you're operating in a way with me that you're actually listening. So therefore, instead of me pretending like the old version of me, the new version of me is going to draw a boundary around it mm-hmm. and say, no, we, we're going to end this conversation, right? Now, listen, the old version would have just let it happen. The old version felt like, man, whatever you say is going to be gold, right? Whatever you do is going to be gold. The new version says, hey, what's good for me in this season? Not just what's good for you. No, not just good for the situation in the past, today, in this season. What's good for me? You know what? This is not healthy for me. Boundary. And I think that part of being able to, again, move forward to the new version of you is being able to say, hey, I can choose what's good for me. Now, let me give a caveat, you know, for people who are who want to, you know, mince my words, right? Or to, to put my words on the microscope. I don't just mean doing things with selfish intent and motive. I don't mean that. I think the implications are and really what we need to always be thinking is, how do I become a healthier me and what's better for me so that I can be a better citizen, a better friend, a better lover, a better... Whatever those things, roles are in your life, I'm doing it so that I can be a better human being on a planet with 7 billion people. I'm not just doing it so that I can do those things. And so I think the first thing is knowing who you are and instead of waiting for permission, just go ahead and drawing boundaries. That's one of the things that I see in a new me. JP, what are some things, what are some new me attitudes or behaviors that we can pick up and we can begin to practice? I think one that is controversial in a sense, people will take things however they want to take things and I'm okay with people taking it however they want to take it because I will directly say what I mean. And if somebody wants to, you know what I'm saying? If somebody wants to smoke, right, 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 right. Come through. This is the one time where you can't email me um, and I'll gladly uh, accept that. But so, yeah, there's a saying out there, um, kill your masters. And depends on who you are and where you're from. That may mean a certain thing to you. uh, But I think the sentiment is the same regardless of where you're from, if you are in the right state of mind to understand the game I'm about to give you. Kill Your Master is about killing anything that has a hold over you that keeps you from experiencing your best emotional health, uh, your best mental health, your best physical health, your best spiritual health, and even uh, your best uh, financial health. Um, We have these things, we have these people, we have these institutions that have become idols in our life and our lives, our joy, our peace, our happiness, all of those things are shifted based on how these things treat us or how they make us feel or how they 
attaboy us or whatever. And so when you have masters, when you have a master, your whole livelihood, your whole happiness, your joy, your peace is based on uh, your master and how they decide to treat you or what they allow you to experience. And as long as you have those things in place in your life, um, you'll never be free. Um, you'll never experience uh, the totality of life that you're supposed to have. Um, if we just think about it, if we want to be as basic as using the real analogy of, uh, you know, uh, African descendants of slaves, right? Or people across the African diaspora, across the world who were caught up in the slave trade. When you're owned by someone, when you're owned by an institution or corporation or something, they give you your clothes. They tell you when to wake up. They tell you when to go to sleep. They make you work long hours. Uh, you're working for free uh, and your life is not your own. And so whether it's an institution, whether it's a loved one, whether it's a um, job, if you have a master, um, you're stuck and you're not going to be able to experience this life that you're supposed to experience. And you got to kill those things. You got to kill your masters. Good. Yeah, I, I love that. I think um, one of my encouragements, and I mean, this bitch is very practical. You need to know your full story. <laughs> you need to embrace the whole thing. And that's from conception into present, right? I think that oftentimes we will get into new spaces, new seasons, new relationships, and we'll only embrace a segment of our story, um, either our childhood, our early adulthood, our later adulthood, um, a certain situation as a student. We're not embracing the full narrative of our story from conception to present. And when you do that, you you take away the overemphasis on a singular point, and it allows you to give yourself a fuller picture of who you are and who you've always been. Uh, and so what I would say is one of the, the greatest mistakes that I made, very, very honest, is when I came into you know, these small communities, JPI suspended a lot of judgment that I once had prior to being in it. And I disregarded my story. And I had not brought into the conversation, hey, this is valuable, but it's valuable in conjunction with the valuable things I'm already bringing, right? And so being able to tell your full story from conception to present is so great because what it says is, no matter what happens here, I'm not solely defined by this moment, right? I'm not solely defined by, you know, these things. Um, we have a situation where, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the big picture, and I think that the more we can do that, the more we can take things for what they are at face value. That's a season. That's a relationship. That's a thing. And I'm okay to become a new version of me because I have a long story. I don't just have a singular point of time and a singular group of people that I've been connected to. I am a person who has a narrative from conception to present. Um, and I think that the more you can do that, you can be the new you in new seasons and not feel like you just starting over, right? So, JP, if someone's listening, they say, man, this is a lot. I'm overwhelmed with these ideas. You guys are talking a lot about being brand new. I'm acting old and I need to be brand new. Uh, what can they do? Yeah, what man. can they do? Yeah, head over to buildabetterus.com, uh, activate the Get Involved tab, find yourself at Life Coach, and get free. Um, help them help you figure out how to kill your masters. And before you blame BJ, 
there's a philosophical uh, enlightenment I want you to reach and not just think like, oh, this guy's talking about killing people. No, kill the things that cause you to be set back. They know, listen, they're not getting mad at me. Look, hey, that's St. John Roy talking. That ain't got to do with me. You know, you got a brand you're trying to uphold. Me personally, I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. Hey, hey, listen. So, listen, that's your voice. Talk about <laughs> your perspective. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, Say it again? Go ahead. But, but yeah, no, we just want to help you be free. We want to help you understand that there's things, there's barriers, um, that stuff that's happening in your life that's happening to you or you might be causing upon yourself that a life coach uh, can help you walk through and help you understand how to get rid of those barriers, a.k.a. kill your masters. Yeah, that's good. All right. Our job is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.